Welcome to Carbface. Lori, let's talk for a minute. Okay. We're approaching Halloween. When people listen to this, we're way past Halloween. Yeah. I mean, this could be, we could be in Christmas, maybe Valentine's Day territory when people listen to this. But at this moment, Halloween candy matters so yeah. much to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you have strong feelings. I do. Please share. I do. I have this year, well, so I'm a candy corn uh loyalist I don't know if that's the right word I really like candy corn a lot and I know that's a controversial opinion right out of the gate most adults uh, have moved on from candy corn I think less of you yeah as you you say it you should I think much less of you it's fine it's fine Uh, I come by it honestly I was uh, visiting my parents in the month of August and uh, (laughs) they have a a Mennonite run grocery store not too far from where they live and they make a special trip there every couple of weeks and uh my dad was like, oh, I got to get your mom some of the autumn mix. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's August. And he's like, oh, they got the, they had all their Halloween candy, of course. Uh, just because they're Mennonites doesn't mean that they don't, you know, jump on the, uh, the push, yeah, push the holidays absolutely. Uh, earlier than anybody. So they had this autumn mix, which is, it's candy corn in nature, but it's, you know, it's shapes of corn and pumpkins and scarecrows and shit. Okay, it's got big, it, got it, got it. my mom loves it. Uh, and it, and I actually judged her a little bit for it. Like, why would you go for this versus just like a straight candy corn? But then I got really into it. Um, I tend to eat a lot of candy when I visit my family as sort of a coping mechanism. Yeah. Uh, so I got really into it. So just to say, genetically, I'm predisposed to to candy corn. Uh, but I've always stuck to the the traditional. What I really like are the mellow cream pumpkins. But this year... Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. You're, yeah. What do you like most? Mellow cream pumpkins. I don't know what that oh is. Oh, my God. It is... Uh, so, again, it's candy corn in nature in terms of it being like crack cocaine and corn syrup. Sure. And instead of in the corn kernel shape, it is in the shape of a pumpkin. It's orange. It has a green stem. Yes. And so, it's just like a, a hard hit of so it's sugar. Like, now, is it harder on the outside and soft inside? Is there anything mm. special? Or are we just doing, it's pure candy corn. It's, it's just in a different corn. shape. The package always says made with real honey, which oh, I, that's a, that, I can't say that's on. a I'm not going to say it's a lie. I'm I, sure they do put honey right. in there. Yeah. Uh, and corn syrup. Um, this got, got that distinctive texture. So I love a mellow cream pumpkin. What I've been doing is buying, like this week I bought a bag of mellow cream pumpkins. I ate, probably half of it and then I tossed the rest in a dumpster uh, on my way home so that I wouldn't continue to eat the rest of them but there are some alt flavors this year and generally I'm not a fan of the alt flavor of the thing that I love a lot but I was like you know used my child as a cover like well I think he would be really interested in these (laughs) let me buy them at 1 p.m. and maybe there'll be a few left for him when he gets off the bus in in two and a half hours Uh, so there is a vampire's teeth that is uh, candy corn that tastes like strawberry that I was deeply skeptical of and really loved a lot there's a green apple that's witch's teeth Uh, there's a chocolate and sea salt something those were terrible okay Uh, i took me half the bag to figure that out (laughs) (laughs) and then today i bought the last one which was really a stretch a chocolate mint cookie candy corn again had to get through about a third to a half of the bag to realize this is ruining my life and i i had to i put them across the room it didn't help Uh, they eventually went into the dumpster as well um were they good those were the least the the chocolate sea salt for some reason were the worst the the mint was terrible i see them as more of a transitional candy corn because the flavor (laughs) could take you straight through to christmas 
Um, <laughs> and I was very upset, although not that surprised today at Dwayne Reed to see them staged next to some Santa's caps, some foil wrapped chocolate yeah. Santa caps, yeah. which deeply upsetting. I get real mad about you Christmas. hate Santa. I hate Christmas. All of it. That's because you hate Jesus. I hate. I'm not going to say I hate Jesus. <laughs> I don't. I don't subscribe to Jesus. <laughs> Anybody who wants to like Jesus, be my guest. Hey, my hey, bag. please uh, send your complaints yes. to <laughs> Lori Wolever. Come and find at me. Come at me, bro. Dot com. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've been really focusing in the candy corn space this season, but. Uh, I am also really excited about all of the Butterfinger variations. All right, let's pause because I have questions about candy corn. I'd really like to understand a little bit more about the vampire's teeth Mm -hmm. and witch's teeth. Mm -hmm. Are they just named that and they're like loose teeth jingle jingling around? Are we talking about like actual things that you put in your mouth? Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, look, I have vampire's teeth, you know, and you open it. Do you know what I'm talking about? The things you would insert and then you would have fake teeth. To have something like that made out of candy corn would be both a dream and a nightmare. Uh, no, these are candy corn shaped because in certain rural, I mean, let me not let me not go there. Candy corn, right, 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 can be careful, be careful, resemble teeth, candy corns. An individual candy corn might look like an eye tooth uh-huh. for certain humans, right? Of certain, fair enough mouth sizes yeah so it's a natural fit to call a white candy corn with a red tip on the end Mm. a vampire's tooth or a white candy corn with a green tip on the end a witch's tooth although i don't know why a witch would have green tips on her teeth although i guess they just don't have great dental hygiene why couldn't they're very busy why couldn't they why couldn't they have green tips right they could they could they could you don't know why they do yeah, I mean, I don't think about witch's teeth at all, except when it's flavored like green apple. And I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Out. I'm thinking about it now, and I have to tell you, I think they got the color right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I and mean, then I think about the vampire. Absolutely, no mm-hmm. question. Can we go back to product innovation? How much would you pay for a candy corn insert so that you had fake vampire teeth or fake witch's teeth? You can choose both. How much would I pay? Would you pay a four ninety nine? Do you feel like that's a for fair one price set? point? Yeah, it's a set. You're getting a whole mouthful of teeth. Just the front, not the not the front. molars. Just we're talking the front, the presentational teeth. I don't know because that's so that's we're talking five dollars for an experience that I expect, given my love of candy corn, that set of teeth ain't gonna last too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's I'm gonna a spend a lot of candy corn. Five dollars. It's fun. How many teeth? We're talking like 10 on top, 10 on the bottom. Yeah, that that's feels fair. 20 is a handful. That's that's to me is like a 15 second experience. So, so it's got to be like the dollar. Would you pay a dollar? I'd pay a dollar. All right. I'd pay a dollar. But then, you know what? If I paid a dollar, I would know that it was made of pure garbage. I mean, which all of it is anyway. Yeah, that's let's a back it up. Assumption. It does have honey in it, though. Yeah. It has honey in it. Uh, what What flavors do you wish you had? Ooh, good question. Thank you. I don't. I don't know. I think what I've really come to understand about myself and the world around me in these past few weeks is that baseline candy corn flavor is actually the best flavor. Like you can add, I mean, did I love the strawberry? Absolutely. Sure. The others, 
we're okay. You ate uh, like half I, a yes, bag, sometimes full bags mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of things. So I would say it was enough to keep you going. Yes. But I think at the end of the day, you always come back to home. And, uh, you know, like Dorothy Gale, I have decided... <laughs> Okay. Oh, right. nothing like an obscure yeah. Wizard of Oz. No, joke. no, no. I think we're all uh, there. I think we're all picturing you there's as no, Dorothy. There's no candy corn like regular candy corn. Yeah, because we've got witches as well. Mm-hmm. Witches, which is teeth. Mm-hmm. Dorothy. Oh, it all relates. Yep. Vampires. Sure, maybe they were hiding, but uh, there were probably some vampires in the following books because he went on for yeah, a while and guy. just told the same story over and over, just Did with he? some I different never, characters. I never. I never. They're not good. Are they? I, I'm. Are they not good? I'm. I'm. Let me say this. Yeah. Did you read them all? No. Ten-year-old me. No. Did you mm-hmm. read the first one, the original? Read the first one, uh-huh. did the second, don't know what it was about, tried the third, and I just realized I'm done. It's also, it's like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe books as yeah. well. Yeah. Sure, you can read a Prince Caspian, but are you going to mm-hmm. keep going? No, mm-hmm. because why? Yeah, we they don't start need to these really... stories anymore. We get it. It's Jesus. Yeah, totally. We get it. It's, we get it. Well, it's Lewis, Jesus. I mean. Aslan is Jesus. We got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son was into the... Indian in the Cupboard books oh, for a okay. while. I've only the seen first the movie. one, great. Okay. And then there's, I think there are five in total. Around book three, he was like, "These are, this is, that's, let's stop." Yeah. Like the third or fourth one, the whole plot hinged heavily on a thatched roof, and I was like, "This needs to, we need to shut this shit down." Like they had to thatch it. Yeah, they had to it put was it like on. the family moved out to the country. They moved into a house that needed to have its thatched roof replaced. It was like. What do children like more than old English architecture stories? They, they love that. They also love pig's bladders uh, <laughs> being used as balloons in the Little House on the Prairie books. Is that, does that have, I would read yeah, it. I would a, read it's it a for standout, that. standout moment. Standout moment. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're butchering a hog, and I believe, and then they tie up the bladder and use it as basically a, a play ball. Wow. And there was a there was a drawing in our version, wow. in our edition of it. it was great. Wow. There's Loved a picture it. of an inflated pig's bladder in the cookbook that I published last year, uh, with a string tied around the end of it, inflated to look like a balloon. I had no idea that we were working with a historical reference. Yeah, it was really. You were copying Little House on the Prairie. I mean, the whole book was really based on the ethos of of uh, the prairie. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Growing up, we had the Little House on the Prairie cookbook, Laura Ingalls Wilder. We we went to her homestead. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Very important in my life. Sure. Little House on the Prairie, Laura Ingalls Wilder, Manly. We can talk about it. Oh, my Almanza. God, Manly. Absolutely. Carrie falling down the hill on TV. No, it didn't happen in the book, but it felt like it did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I, if you want to go at it, we can talk about it. We can talk about the chicken restaurant that, that Ma created. What? With Mrs. Olson, or Mrs. Olson owned the building, I believe, and the ma created the the chicken meals. And then at the at the end, uh, the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> like came knocking on their door and said something about oh you know God. special recipe and seasoning. It was great. It's um, so important. Amazing historical through lines. I never touched a single one of those books. It just seemed dusty and boring to me. You're wrong. Uh, I'm sure. They had all kinds of thatched roofs. They okay. they made... Um, Things were too dry on the They prayer. made a house out of earth okay. at one point. Rammed earth. Did they... I don't know if they rammed it. I don't know what that means. Do you think... I mean, I guess the question is like, 
everything exists in porn form, but what do you think the like fan fiction slash pornification of Little House on the Prairie looks yeah. like? I think there are a lot of suspenders and calico. And a lot of Nellie Olson, man. She a is a lot of the hair. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. The hair, the mom. The mom. You mean Willie, Mrs. Olson? Mrs. Olson. Sure. Oh my God. She is Sure, sure, sure. Whew. Uh, do you think that they're, you know, when Albert got mm-hmm. addicted to morphine, do you remember that episode and he puked white do, all out oh, no. and then they killed off his character? Do you remember that? Was Albert one of their siblings or no, was he, he was the adopted boy that they found in the town and Pa took him home. Like he hid underneath like this little, I don't know, porch or something you know, he, hmm. he hid and I think he stole some things. I can't remember the origin story, but they needed a character cause Carrie was really fucking boring and yeah. Grace didn't do anything. They just brought this baby along and you're <sighs> like, she's not here to do anything. And then they brought the blind school into town. Let's mm-hmm. just say, Albert ended up killing Mary's baby. I mean, it's a big deal. What? And the fire at the blind school. So we I would want some fire in that porn. Mm-hmm. I would want some morphine. Mm-hmm. I don't want any dead babies. I was gonna say deceased infants might be pushing the boundaries. It's a not porn bit. that I'm interested in. Sure, sure. Not to judge anyone else. That- what I want it's up to you. What I want it no. Let's <laughs> at a point. <laughs> What I want, lighten it up. What I want, big beards. I would, I would. I want some big beards. I'd want to talk about um, washing your face in a frying pan. Mm -hmm. Combed his hair with a wagon wheel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Woke up with a toothache in his heel. Get out of the way of old man Tucker. Speak. He's too late to get a supper. (laughs) How dare you? That's Missouri and Minnesota. Um, Can we talk about uh, more Halloween corn? Or Halloween more, candy? More corn. Oh, let me try that again. Yeah. Uh, more corn. Uh, yes, well, we can you, talk about I, I pulled you back. You were right. going to go somewhere special. Was I? Yeah, I you were going to remember. talk about more candy. Oh, more candy. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know what else. I Well, the, the problem with me talking about it right now is I have no passion for it because I spent my morning. Do you want to hear how I spent my day today yeah. so far? To sure. date? Lately, I've been waking up extremely early. And it's become this sort of perverse point of pride. Like How early? It's This morning it was when I finally opened my eyes and looked at my phone to be like, is it an acceptable time to wake up? It was 4.39 a.m. I got up at 4.45. Oh, congrats. Mm, hooray. Uh, so I was like, so it's always like, do I try and go back to sleep or do I just get up and bang out some work uninterrupted? Yeah. So I did that. It's great. I love it. I love to get up that early. But like by noon, you've had an eight hour fucking yeah, work day. Done. You know? You're done. Um, So I got up at 4.30, did a bunch of work, went to the store and bought milk, got my kid off to school. Did you go to Food Town? I did not go to Food Town. No, they do not even open till 7 o'clock. I went to like what we call Tiger Deli. I don't know why. It's not its name, but that's what we call it. And I I went there and bought milk. Uh, Can we pause on that for a second? We'll get you right back. But is it okay if I imagine that there are tigers behind the deli counter serving you and making your sandwiches? Yes. And that they enjoy it, and they're also wearing smocks, yes. white smocks, <laughs> and they have their names uh, on the left-hand side, mm-hmm. right on their chest, their their beautiful furry tiger chest, yep. and one of them is named Ralph. Ah, yes, that's all true. They are, I think, uh, the sort of like tailcoat riding relatives of Tony the Tiger from the Frosted Flakes. Fine. They opened a deli. He threw up a little cash. Uh, so got my kid off to school, did some more work. 
worked all morning. Uh, and then at some point was like, I think what I need to do now is eat a bunch of candy. And so I candy binged and then I took a, a hard 20 minute nap. And what then I time, came here. What time were we candy binging? Sorry. What I'm time, what time did we go after that candy? Like 10:45. Okay. To, I don't know, a couple minutes later. <laughs> right. But for normal people that get up uh-huh. at normal times and we could even say seven. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. I think we're talking, if I can do the math, that's like six hours later. I think that's it. I think that's fine for a candy binge. That's like a one-ish candy binge. That's appropriate. It's a candy binge lunch, basically. I have not eaten lunch. Oh. But I did eat a pear today. That's it? I had a pear. No, I've eaten more than that. But it's very important for me to eat meals Mm -hmm. or I start to fall over. Yeah, yeah. But I had a pear. It was great. Uh, So I I mean, that's brief space where I feel like I perhaps will never eat candy again. I'm sure That's in 24 hours That's I will true. be hard reset. And or I will you're going to eat it tonight. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to a party tonight where I have been told that uh, there is going to be a whiskey soda machine. Okay. Now a year ago this would have been very interesting to me. Nah. Uh, I don't drink alcohol anymore so I am interested in observing the machine. I want to know why it exists. I'm sort of interested in seeing the dumb behavior that's going to result uh, from the abuse of this machine. Yeah. And then I will get out before things get too ugly. All right, so I'm going to dig in and mm-hmm. normally I don't ask you to, to disclose, but I'm going to I'm yeah. going to see how far you'll go. Okay. Who's hosting this party? Uh good question I, I i don't know exactly uh it is it is somehow affiliated with roads and kingdoms okay which is a website that does a lot of great reporting travel and food but also politics and other things yeah and have you worked with them before i have written a few pieces for them right yes right uh and then anthony bourdain is also connected with them to he some degree yeah. yes he yep. curates a vertical on the site and uh, has a partnership with them uh for his website for his own show yeah yeah uh, and there's yeah there's some publishing ties they're you know they're they're work friends they're work friends mm-hmm. um why would you have a whiskey soda machine is that what it's called Whis- whiskey i think whiskey so soda yeah machine. why why couldn't you just pour that why couldn't you just make one uh Great question. I guess... Like it'll be really fizzy, I bet. Yeah, I don't know how... I guess maybe it's going to be like a soda, you know, like the the do-it-yourself soda machine at Burger King, only there's going to be a whiskey hose or something. Right. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it's something that was built by a whiskey company with a lot of money to spend God, on stunt them. marketing. I, I think it's a great stunt. We're talking about it and that's mm-hmm. what you want. You want yeah. people to talk about it. You want people to be happy and enjoy your product. Since you won't be drinking tonight, what mm-hmm. will you be drinking while you look at the whiskey soda machine? Uh, Probably soda water. If there are human bartenders, uh, which is very much in question, because if there's a machine, why would you need a bartender? If there's a human bartender, I will order a soda, seltzer, whatever, uh, with bitters and lemon. Um, Oh, that sounds nice. I like it. It looks like a cocktail. feels a little bit fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you don't have to drink alcohol. Right. Well, bitters will have a little alcohol, but you're not going to be that militant about it. I don't. I don't, I don't get so micro on that. Right. I just don't want you to get letters. Oh. Yes. You know, going, actually. I know. 
So I just actually do. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. It's All right. So don't actually, Lori. I Please. just did it. She knows. She gets it. Yeah. She doesn't need to hear about your, you know, zero tolerance. And it, like, she's got it. She's got her life under control. So leave oh, her the fuck alone. Oh, good. Except for the candy binging. No, I think you're fine for a day. Do you think it's a party without a bowl of candy, though? There, hmm, that's an interesting question. There may be candy. I may bring my own candy. Bring may, your own. I may be hard reset enough by tonight to travel with candy. Are you at the point where you can, I, I think you're a throw it away so I don't eat it kind of person. Yes. But you're not a tuck it away, I will take this to this party tonight with a whiskey soda machine. Yeah. Like, would you ever bring candy to a party? Is that appropriate? Uh, I guess it depends on the party. I feel like this party, no one is going to give a fuck. Um, about if I bring a bowl of candy or not. I uh, Would I ever bring a bowl of candy? I guess it really depends on the host. All right, what's, what's an appropriate bowl of candy to take to a party? And let's talk about oh. this party in particular, and then I'll give you a couple of other. I'll give you top five parties to which you could bring candy. Okay. All right, All right. N- number one, Roads and Kingdoms. Tonight, what candy is appropriate to take? A bowl of mellow cream pumpkins. Really? Yeah, because nobody else will want them, and I'll get to just take. Oh, them that's smart. Myself. Yeah, that's smart. selfish motivation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't. Great, you answered it. Number two, uh, uh, a a child's birthday, and you hate the parents. Hate mm-hmm. them. Hate <laughs> them. What candy would you bring? And and why? Oh, okay. I would bring uh, what is that called? Lickamade. It's like just packets. I don't even know if they even make it anymore. Yeah, they do. Okay, absolutely. Uh, Let's say they do, but it's like a fun dip. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's a packet of sugar with some marginal uh, flavoring, and then a stick made out of sugar that you dip it into and you lick it. And you have to yeah, you lick yeah. and it sticks. So it's a main line. It you know children will be unhappy by the end because their mouths get all cut up by the uncut sugar yeah and also and then they their behavior will be uh, briefly horrible because of the sugar rush and they will just you know destroy or at least damage the, the home of the host who are people that you hate so. and that is why yeah you would I, bring pure sugar i would yep great or Love pixie it. sticks also qualify Again, yeah pretty good do they still make that they do i just i just did a whole cocaine line of those oh wow the other day cool yeah there were kids over at our house uh-huh. we had pixie sticks wow uh, after they left, I did three lines of them. I didn't snort them, yeah. but oh, good. Uh, good. did take a great picture of them. Excellent. Great. Uh, number three, uh, a funeral. What type of funeral? To which? To what type of funeral would I bring candy? Uh, just you can describe that funeral. I, I think I'm okay. looking for a funeral where it is appropriate to bring candy, and then what candy would you bring? Hmm. Hmm. I am going to pass on that one. I don't. Let's explore it. Let's go. Let's go there. I feel like the right answer Mm. would be those mints that are red and white. Okay. Wrapped. Yeah. Wrapped. uh, Peppermint, starlight mints. Thank you. Like from Pizza Hut. Yeah. From Pizza Hut, from Sonic. Yeah. uh, Brock's, I think. Not to, you know, Uh brand. Uh Everything comes back to Brock's. But Brock's, I think, makes a really good one. Yeah. That feels right. Peppermint feels yeah. right at a funeral. But with the wrappers, the noisy wrappers, is that that could be potentially distracting? I think if it's old people, right, they're all doing it. They're all doing it. We're fine. They can't okay. hear. It's fine. And I'm not. Okay. I'm not elder shaming. I'm just being. Yeah. No, it's I'm fine. thinking about some funerals that I've been to. <laughs> I think it's fine. Um, and then also you have the added uh, bonus of getting your breath marginally freshened for a moment right and then you get the aftertaste of sugar and then it becomes sour 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is also your excuse to leave, mm-hmm. right? That gets you mm-hmm. out of the the post-burial chitter-chatter yeah. as people are standing around. And do you have a do you have a dinner after a funeral? Is that is that your heritage? Because that's mine. Um, you'll get a fried chicken dinner mm-hmm. or you'll get Mennonites back to the Mennonites. I grew mm-hmm. up in Mennonite country. Mm-hmm. Mennonites absolutely catering the funeral. Yeah. Uh, in my limited experience, I, there's there was one funeral after which there was uh, a big catered dinner, uh, but that was not it was not my heritage. Uh, my people tend to do a daytime funeral, great, and uh, then like a potluck, uh, or you know neighbors bring covered sure. dish to yeah, the house yeah. of the bereaved. That's been my experience. Um, and the last funeral I went to, everyone it was. It, deeply unexpected and sad and everyone just scattered to the winds and I went and had barbecue with my parents. All right, let's say it's really, really sad. (laughs) And you were requested to bring a bowl of candy. Vampire teeth. Thank you. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Yep. Number four, a bris. Oh, okay. Kind of out of my, my... Mine Zone too. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to bring. But they say you're bringing candy. They, okay. I'm told okay. you're bringing candy. Uh, something in the coconut family. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think. Is there a coconut candy other than mounds and, and almond joy? There is again a Brock's candy yep. that is. Uh, it's. I think it's called Neapolitan, and it's a. F- chewy sticky four layer candy my grandfather used to bring it to my sister and I and part of it was pink that had and it had coconut flakes in it it was this compressed sort of rectangle of candy that had a fudge layer a marshmallow layer a caramel layer and a pink coconut layer um I I, do they still make it again open question fine but I think you've answered it good job yep thanks number five I don't think I have one. What's number five? On set, taping the uh, Little House on the Prairie fan fiction slash soft porn Absolutely. Adaptation. All right. So I think you have to go with Maple, Sugar, and Snow. It's okay. classic. It's from the book. It's very important. And all it is is snow, mm-hmm. maple syrup. Okay. They and do that. They do that in the Midwest, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. did that growing up. Okay. Yeah. We would also do... <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I think. <laughs> Snow and milk? What? That's it? Yeah, no I feel like we had, no, we probably added sugar, brown sugar, I think, on top. It's great. Okay. The brown it's sugar. It's like ice cream. It's okay. like ice cream, but it's like not. It's slushy. Okay. Yeah, it's the brown so good. sugar saves it from being kind of sad. You're right. There's sugar on top. Okay. But I think this is classic because you're going to get, uh, I think if you had like a Snoopy. Um, shaved ice snow cone machine, right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. going hardcore 70s, you're turning that thing on set while people are turning their own cranks. <laughs> and so you've got the fresh shaved ice replicating snow, and then you've got maple syrup. And I think the metaphors continue in a lot of really powerful ways. <laughs> and people are going to enjoy both the kitschiness, the callback. You'll be able to talk about Laura Ingalls, pig bladders, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the politics of the sexualization of sex and the, and the profiteering of sex. I think you've got a lot going on. 
on. It's also going to smell real funky in there. Yeah. Right? So then you want... You want that warm maple syrup to kind of cover it over. It's going to get cold too and then it becomes kind of chewy as well. It's pretty magical and I think it's going to give a new texture to a pretty intense experience. Sure, sure. I want to back up and ask you what you mean by the sexualization of sex. Uh, I just Sex, normally not a sexualized thing. No, it's not. I just, you know, as, as two people are fucking, like, can't they just, or, or five, yeah. let's say 20 sure. people are fucking. Can't they just What I'm coupons? saying is, why are we objectifying them? And that's what I mean is the sexualization of sex. Sure, sure. I, that's what I meant by, I think, Let if you dig like into dogs. it, uh-huh. if you dig into it, it's going to make a lot of sense. Totally. Totally. I look forward to your uh, Sociology 101 textbook on this I'm, I'm willing to teach it if anyone would hire me. I don't have an advanced degree, but I did complete college at a Christian university. So I'm happy to explain oh some boy. things. 